Hey, podcast listeners, this is your humble host, Michael Smalley, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at smalleyinstitute.com. Well, hello there, listeners. How would you like to increase your ability to think better, tell the future, evaluate more effectively, solve your greatest problems, and hey, just make better decisions in life? Well, this is the show for you, because all you need is a little dash of hope, a sprinkle of optimism, yeah, I know. Sorry I made that sound a little weak, because honestly, it might be the most powerful thing you ever learn, how hope and optimism will change your life. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am your host, the exaggerator extraordinaire, Michael Smalley, along with my debonair co-host. And slightly shamed to be a co-host <laughs> right now, Seth Johnson. <laughs> It's my personality. It is. You know I just can't help myself. Yeah, and listeners, just know that every time that Michael does one of these uh, intros that's so over the top, the whole time I'm just gagging off mic <laughs> and just like, oh my gosh. Because my personality is almost the exact opposite in things like this. I'm like, yeah, hey, this might help you a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's why I'm sitting in the big boy chair. <laughs> right. <laughs> Somehow, Because you I have belief. Frankly, I have hope and optimism, <laughs> which is something you may consider increasing in your life. Is that what Obama brought you? He hope? did. No, he brought me hope and change. change. <laughs> hope and change. I am bringing <laughs> my presidential platform is hope and optimism. optimism. Completely different. Right. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> Don't get us confused. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. Oh, <sighs> Good times. So, hope and optimism, huh? I don't really know. I don't think it's that helpful. <laughs> now that we're talking about it, I'm like, is it that big? No, it is a big deal. Well, why are they important? Well, here's, can I give you some background? Uh, yeah. So you know that I was a stellar student. I don't know if I knew that, but. <laughs> no, I was not. So it's okay. been well established. People can look up <laughs> records. I graduated high school with a 2.0. Hey, it was passing. Yeah, no. All C's, baby. Congratulations for just being right in the middle. Not even in the middle, really. At well, it's the A, end. B, C, D, F, so it's in oh, the Oh, yeah. It is isn't. probably why I'm a C student. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's that analytical gene <laughs> that skipped a generation. So I graduated Baylor University, guess with what? A, uh, a 2.1? 0.4, baby. 2.4. Oh, hey, all right. C plus? It's yeah, close. <laughs> so I hate, look, I'm ADD, mm -hmm. and the classic school system is not designed for little children and college students as myself. No, not at all. It's not, and that's a fair statement. Mm -hmm. I'm not coming up with excuses, because I passed. 
That's what I would tell people. Yeah. Hey, guess what my diploma says? The exact same thing (laughs) yours does. You loser A students. But then I got into grad school. Mm -hmm. And And, how'd you do there? In my master's, guess what what my GPA was? Let's see. Let's let's follow the trend. So 2.8? 3.0. Whoa, come on. Dude, they don't give C's. (laughs) They really don't. So I passed again. Yeah. And then in my PhD, it got a little higher, actually. Oh, yeah? I don't really remember what it is, but I remember getting a lot more A's and a lot more B's. I feel like with every grade you're announcing, listeners are just shutting it off. Like, I know. they. Okay. <laughs> we have no <laughs> listeners left. No, but because here's the point. This is why we're doing the show today. Okay. Is it was in my PhD studies that one of my classes was positive psychology. Okay. And the founder of this is uh, Dr. Martin Seligman. Out of uh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Penn. Yeah, Seligman. That's an interesting last name. But it was one of the first classes mm-hmm. that I genuinely got excited about. Really? It, it, it like struck a nerve. And I'll tell you this too. High school is miserable because it's all general, right? It's like right. general, general things learning, yeah. that deserve it. And I hated it. There were things I didn't care about, mm-hmm. like geometry, for example. Oh, like the subject my wife teaches. Exactly. Because you start putting lines and numbers and shapes, I'm out. <laughs> and then having to write letters. paragraphs about the shapes Good you're looking at. gracious. It was a disaster. College, I got it got a little better. And my yeah. grades improved a little bit. Mm-hmm. My last year, after I got married, because I married a woman that did not accept C-level work, <laughs> <laughs> I actually got straight A's my last year. Wow. But that was also the core classes in my major. Right. So it was my interest. So mm-hmm. there were things I got excited about. And grad school, the same thing. I, I, I kind of enjoyed grad school. I loved my doctoral work because that was online. And yeah. so I didn't have to. And it was accredited people, so stop judging. <laughs> but it was. I loved it, right? Because I didn't have some failed writer teaching a class who's right. bitter. I just hated that. <laughs> and so... When I took positive psychology in my doctoral work, I fell in love because it, it felt it fit me. It fit my theory in life. It fit how I like to help people. Because you're good enough. You're smart enough. And, and doggone it. People like you. People like me. Thanks for the Stuart <laughs> Smalley reference. Yeah. That was loving. Well, it's almost like there's a connection there. <sighs> Could be. So the reason we're talking about hoped, um, uh, hoped really, hoped, <laughs> hope and optimism. Thank you. Thank you very much. So the reason we are is Seligman, in his groundbreaking book, which I love and I have a copy. I think it's right behind you, Seth. It's called Authentic Happiness. And here's a quote about it. As Seligman says in Authentic Happiness, the art of hope is finding permanent and pervasive causes for the positive events and temporary and specific causes for the negative events. Why don't you break that down for us? Let's break it down. Wow. I can't believe we actually just did that on a recording. Those are usually things we we get out of our system. Yeah. (laughs) So here's why hope and here's why hope and optimism are gonna change your life. And it's that quote. And I know that quote sounds a little bit tricky and there's some big words in that quote, but the reality is what Seligman has found, he's done some amazing research in this stuff, mm-hmm. okay? 
that is all kind of fitting under positive psychology. But what he found is that people who really enjoy life, so people who have who would say, I'm happy in life, I'm happy in my relationships, things are going right. well, they have a lot of hope and optimism because you need hope and optimism to strengthen you when things are tough in your relationship. Yeah. Right? Because do you and Shauna have good times? We do. Do you have low times? We do. Yeah. And we share about it on this show. Mm-hmm. I have high good times with my wife and I have low times with and she yeah. would say the same. We're human. Life isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. There's this little issue. What's it called? Three letters. Um, sin. Sin. That's what it is. Yes, that's what it is. So things aren't always going to be great. And so right. what do we do, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we obviously offer lots of tools and things that people mm-hmm. can learn on this show. But I think hope to mop, hope, and why can't I do it? <laughs> I need a little hope and optimism right now. I'm trying to say that. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You know I had a speech impediment for a long time, right? I so do. Sometimes there's little catch things that get me. Yeah. And I can't do it. Don't use it as a crutch. It's fine. It is a crutch. <laughs> hope, 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 hope. All right, I'm back. So you need that because things get difficult. But hope to mop, uh, <laughs> hope and optimism. I'm going to point to you every time I want to say that phrase. You yeah. say it for me. All right. So hope and optimism creates enthusiasm and confidence. Hope and optimism increases the prefrontal areas of the brain that deal with advanced thinking. So when we said imagining a future, evaluating alternatives, defining strategies for solving problems and making decisions, hope. And optimism. Thank you. That increases that prefrontal, that front area of your brain gets bigger and smarter and faster. So just just living in hope and optimism actually changes your physiological yeah, it can. brain, I guess. Is that the right well, word? Well, it doesn't like doesn't necessarily physically make it bigger, but it expands it, it, it activates it. The little neurons start uh, firing, firing back more. and yeah. forth. So it's more active. Connections are made. Okay. So it's not like all of a sudden stronger. you're going to get this crazy huge yeah. frontal lobe cranium <laughs> thing happening. You know what's interesting? People describe me as a very optimistic and hopeful person. Mm-hmm. I would say that. How would you evaluate the size of my head? <laughs> it's not the smallest. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a major revelation right now. Maybe it does. Maybe it does increase in physical size. That's so funny. We, we need to co- contact Seligman. I'm calling him up saying, hey, I have an idea theory. He'd probably go, you're an idiot, and hang up on me. So what's, when she, what's interesting already in connections that I'm, I'm making is that um, as, as believers uh, in the, the hope that we have and our hope in, in Christ and um, the Lord our God uh, is – what gives us this enthusiasm and confidence despite everything that's going on. And that's how, um, no matter what our circumstances are and, um, you know, whatever is going on in our country or across the world, how, no matter how bad they are, um, we can still have that joy because our hope and optimism uh, is not reflected in um, the, the moment. And, you know, that relates right back to that quote that you read earlier um, from Seligman, the, the art of hope is finding permanent and pervasive causes for positive events. And that, that permanent uh, permanence is Christ. Yeah. 
That was well thought of. Oh, thank you. Totally inaccurate. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not. That is. That, yeah. I think that's very true for the believer. Mm-hmm. And I think what, what Marty, we're, we're really close. Yeah. Wow, you and Marty. Yeah. Okay. If he ever listens to this, I'll definitely never get that. Good old Marty Salig. Yeah. <laughs> the sixter. <laughs> for those of us who are really, really close. close. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I couldn't call him that. So what Marty's trying to say is that for hopeful people, for the positive things that are happening in their life, those are permanent things. Those are, uh, they're pervasive. Like this is, this is going to keep happening and keep going on. And, and, and it, this is why, and this is always going to be there mm-hmm. for the negative events. They tend to drill. So they tend to be overarching and more general and more global for the hopeful, for, for people, positive, for the positive yeah. things for the negatives. Cause again, this isn't about being in denial. So right. it doesn't mean, and, and this is one of those things I hate about Christians. Oh, This is like when I'm preaching, sometimes I'll just look at the crowd and go, I just don't get you Christians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes I think we just need to make a list of the things that you hate about Christians. <laughs> and do, and a do a podcast on it? Just, uh, here are the things that actually, Michael hates about Christians. <laughs> make a note. We're doing it. All right. That would be a good one. Yeah. Man, you're smart. I wish you were my producer. Wait, Wait a second. <laughs> So with, but when it comes to the negative events in your life, you tend to view those as temporary and specific causes, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, okay, let's make it relational. So yep. let's say that I snap at Amy in the morning, right? I'm, I've, I, who knows? I, maybe I've had a horrible night. Maybe I had a migraine. I've been up all night. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Right when you get out of bed, she has a list of things she wants exactly. to do immediately. Exactly. <laughs> It makes me want to cry. And I snap at her. Mm-hmm. It wasn't nice. It wasn't the right thing. It wasn't egregious. Right? I was right. just annoyed or irritated. Mm-hmm. For Amy, she's going to view that if you're going to have a lot of hope. And optimism. Thank you. You didn't remember. You had to look at the notes. Well, you didn't give me the full phrase. I know because... You're saying the word that you're messing up it's on It's almost earlier. like, well, I, I think I just can't combine them. Oh, <laughs> is what I'm realizing. And so... So again, I'm up. I've been up all night with a migraine. I'm tired, cranky, sick, whatever. Amy comes in and is like, oh my gosh, hey, we got to get this done, which is fine. She has every right to do that. Mm-hmm. If I snap at her, a hopeful and optimistic, yes, I knew you'd get it, person views that snappiness or that irritableness as a temporary thing. So yeah. mm-hmm. she might in her head, and this is where I'm trying to get people to understand, in her head, relationally, she thinks, oh, man, I bet, I wonder, you know, I kind of heard him up, like, in the middle of the night. <sighs> I hope he didn't have another one of those migraines, because that's probably why he's being kind of cranky right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. That's a that's a specific thing. Right. And it's temporary. Instead of it, the other reaction could just be, like, Oh, this is so Michael. This is just him. He's such it's, a jerk. It's what he does. He's never yeah. happy in the morning. Yeah, because if there's if there is this specificity, then um, that's something that can be either overcome or with time will pass. Yep. Yeah. And so if exactly. it's if it's a general thing, then you're saying like it, this is what it is. Yeah, this is who he is. Yeah, and and mm. yeah, it feels like the light bulb just went off because you were a little bit dismissive of this show topic. Uh yeah, I mean a little bit. But now, how are you feeling? A little dismissive. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. 
I'm glad I have a lot of no hope and optimism. <laughs> so no, th- this is actually um, it is a very very good topic because I think this is something uh, you know as I mentioned before as as believers that we should live in, and this should then of course permeate all aspects of our life, um, including our most important relationships. Um, like that with our our spouses or whoever. well, it does because it improves all the really good things. Yeah, and that's what matters. Yeah, and so what we want to show you in today's episode is how do you how do you increase this hope and optimism? I've now if I go slow, yeah, I'm getting it. But how do you increase this? So we've got a few things here. I have four ideas, right? And remember, as always. Just go to smalleyinstitute.com. If you're listening to this episode, you can search on the site for it, or you can click if it's on the homepage right there, but you get all the show notes. Mm-hmm. So don't panic. Yeah, it's all there with and links to the article. Yeah. As well. So we have lots of cool stuff. But number one is pervasiveness. So pervasiveness is about, again, it's about you don't view negative events in your life as global are unsolvable, right? They are defined in specific things which make them solvable. So when something negative happens, start asking yourself, okay, why? That has been such a big thing for me. So instead of going off the, you know, just flying off the <laughs> off your rocker about, oh my gosh, they're so horrible, they're so negative. Instead of that going, hmm, like Amy could do, I wonder if Mike had a bad night. I wonder how he's right. feeling. So try to identify that. Because if it's a pervasive issue, it's going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. And and it's going to lead to that negativity. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. One of the things that concerns me about this topic is, you know, you and I make, well, we make fun of certain writers or authors or people that are just always so positive. Yes. And it gets a little bit like, mm-hmm. okay, bad things happen. Right. And, you know, we got to figure out, like, how do we deal with that? Yeah, how do you address those issues? And so so I don't want this to become about denial. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the, we got sidetracked. That's one of the things I don't like about Christians is we tend to to go into denial. Yeah. And it's like, oh, don't worry. One door closes. God will open another. Well, sometimes it's kind of a long period of pain and suffering. Yeah. It's like read scripture. Mm-hmm. We're kind of guaranteed it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus said, you're going to suffer, and you're going to have a lot of trials, and you're going to, mm-hmm. you know, family, important relationships are going to get totally cut off because of it. Right. And so we're not saying that you just always have to look at the bright side. What's the song? I Looking don't know. at the bright side of life. That yeah. sounded like a jingle. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can't remember. That, that might Seems be like, for like some on sort of dishwashing detergent. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so the it's you got to address the pervasiveness of it. You know, here's one of the quotes: refers to the so pervasiveness refers to the scope of the interpretation of an event. So, how am I interpreting? How am I defining this event? That matters. Yeah, and I think this kind of makes me realize. What you think about the other person or what you think about the things that happen to you in life matters. Mm-hmm. It absolutely matters. It shapes. So, man, if you're dogging yourself or if you're dogging your spouse, or you're dogging on your kid, 
yeah, it's going to be pretty negative because mm-hmm. that's where your focus and that's where your energy is. Right. Is that fair? Yeah. Number two is permanence. And permanence is about realizing that, especially with those negative things, it's not going to last forever. Things will get better because they always do. And that's kind of, Seth, like what you were talking about with with really how a lot of this lies in our relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the permanence. We know yeah. that, hey, yeah, on this earth, we're going to have a lot of hurt and trials, but there's something better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those things are fleeting. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing with uh, what you're talking about earlier about um, we don't want to set this up with the optimism side of, of denial. Um, this this system a kind of thinking lets you put the permanence in the perspective of those hardships, whatever it is um, in your relationship, the, you know, arguments, persistent arguments with your, you know, kids, wife, whatever, and being able to, okay, ask the questions about it instead of just saying, Hey, this is what it is. Be like, okay, this is not a, um, maybe a characteristic of this person. So what is the, what is the cause? Yeah, there, so there's a momentary reason. Yeah. I so can it's, op- it's the opposite of denial. Cause you're actually in, you're investigating. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. Well, and, and and I think with permanence, it's about pessimistic thinking. So if if you're the hopeful person, the optimistic person is thinking this isn't going to last forever. Things are going to get better. They always do. Well, the pessimistic thinker is flipping that, mm-hmm. right? So they're going, this is going to last forever, and it always ends up bad. Right. And at some point, you have to address that, and that's number three is you have to start assessing what's already going on, right? So where are you on in this place? You know, mm-hmm. some of you might be, because you, are, would you say that you lean more negative? No. No? No, I'd say overall I'm a much more optimistic guy. But you're, you have some realism? Mm-hmm. I think so. Because sometimes my over, because it, feels like there's times when you evaluate me as being <laughs> overly optimistic. Yes, yes. So what is that? What's that part of you that says, uh, not everything is great? Uh, that's my I- identifying <laughs> whatever the facts. trials and facts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those stinking facts again. No, but overall, I think... Because um, I see you as an optimistic I think person. more optimistic, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... I truly believe maybe more level or more uh balanced. I'm I'm definitely more like uh yeah, level over I don't have as high swings up or down. Yeah. Um as say I hate my life. <laughs> as yourself. It's the greatest ever. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Which can be a negative too, because then like people around me, like yourself, might be super excited about something and like want to share that. And I get excited, but your excitement goes to ten and mine like Goes to two, yeah. and you're like, "What in the world?" Like, no, I'm excited. You hate me? No, I'm really excited. I understand. Right. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, but you're not dancing and crying. Right. <laughs> so number four is ultimately kind of like everything. You got to make a choice. You got to make a choice to believe and think differently than the negative things that are dragging your thought life and relationship down the drain. Mm-hmm. You have to, and folks. I mean, this is with everything. If you want to learn love talk, you know, I just had a, you and I were together. We were on a, well, not we, I guess, but I was on a television show. I won't mention which one. Because they didn't let me. I don't know why. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't even let you in the house. Uh, 
<laughs> Thanks for adding that bit of shame. You're in just there. the help. <laughs> I know. I think they thought I was just your personal assistant. Of course, I was carrying your clothes. You were, <laughs> and you dressed me. Yeah, that got uncomfortable. <laughs> I think for a lot of people because we were outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but when when so because my scene could easily be cut on the editing floor, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. easily, e- super easily, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's like he wasn't even there either. But actually, it was kind of a big deal. It was sort of fun when I when this. This is a couple I've met with before, mm-hmm. and and he's a famous guy, okay, yep. and so that's all I'll say about that. And and it went fine. We connected, mm-hmm. and it was like months later, dude. You know, would you come? I have this new television show on the Own Network. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sure you do. <laughs> and then I looked up because the producer person called me. I'm like, huh? Looked her up. I was like, oh, that's. Oh wow, they do a lot of big shows. Oh wait, yeah. this is real. This is legitimate. You gotta admit, we showed up and they had a lot of equipment. Yeah, for sure. That was kind of crazy. I mean, they even had little booties that we had to put over our yeah, shoes to walk around. He did. <laughs> I was going, What is happening? This is <laughs> yeah. real. And so it was just funny because as we were and so they it's a it's a it's a documentary but slash reality show. Yeah, they kept saying documentary, but I'm like, it's there's it's some reality, reality shows. Show. Yeah. <laughs> And I will say I've seen a reality show before behind the scenes, and it was ridiculous. It wasn't a reality show at all. I mean, you know I was on a reality show, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, which one was that? Uh, the ever-loved one season of America's Worst I- Driver on <laughs> the Travel Network. Yeah. I always forget that you're the big celebrity in this podcast. So if you, you, know, if you want to go to iTunes or I think Amazon. No. Um, yeah, and you can... Go check out the Dallas episode. My no! brother and I. He Wait, was the bad driver. I wasn't the bad driver. You have never told me that I could actually get footage of this thing. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah, really. I looked ridiculous, but it was a lot of fun. I, you looked ridiculous. Wait, why <laughs> yeah. would you look ridiculous? There was just a couple scenes where we, we had to do <sighs> ridiculous things, and it's just it's just funny. <laughs> oh, I will be purchasing that <laughs> today. I'll even try to make it available <laughs> on this podcast. Well, that would be illegal, so. Uh, let's just not tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. Maybe all oh, the wait. listeners. <laughs> that is, I t- that's part of my fear, by the way, is I'm going to be edited and to you know look like a moron. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because it's, yeah. Oh, it happens. It does. But now that we took that major rabbit trail. <laughs> right. Do you like how my voice is cracked? It was nice. Yeah, it was, I try to add some panache. Panache. That's a good word. Thanks. I don't know what it means, but I like it. I think it means quiche. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a cheese dish. <laughs> so when I'm, you know, of course, there's two cameras. We're sitting in this formal room. I'm supposed to be coaching them. And one of the key issues is the conflict that they shared with me that they wanted on the show was ultimately came down to this, how they view each other. And they mm. struggle and are having a difficult time correcting their very strong, often false, negative beliefs about each other. Yeah. So, so we've used that term before, right? Mm-hmm. Negative beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know what a negative belief is. I do. You you want know what I know what it is. I'm just putting you on the spot. Yeah, it's just you're already having a preconceived notion about how someone's going to respond um, yeah. to a situation without and giving them negative. a chance to. Yeah. So kind of like my example early on in the show, I'm you know, cranky towards Amy in the morning, 
And if her thought is, oh my gosh, he's just a jerk, that's a negative belief. That mm-hmm. could be true, but mm-hmm. that doesn't lead your relationship anywhere positive. Right. And so that's where they struggle. One of their primary struggles is how they receive each other. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, this, the conflict was so simple. It wasn't a big deal. But because he had these negative, strong negative thoughts about her, and she had the same and equal negative, yeah. right? It just explodes. And, and, and that's why many times people divorce over stupid things. Right. Things that are not divorce-worthy, but they feel so miserable. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So today is about increasing your hope. And optimism. <laughs> and... Remember, if you want to, because maybe you're like me, and maybe you need a little dose of reality, because that was one of my big growth moments in life was when my supervisor slash counselor in grad school, she challenged me, and she goes, you know, Mike, not everything is awesome. I was like, yeah. what? And and so maybe you're like me, and you need to dial it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But maybe you're like, my mom is a perfect example of kind of that negative-oriented person. Yeah. So if you're that negative-oriented person, just I, I want to encourage you that that hope and optimism are real things, and they they genuinely do transform not just your life, and it obviously increases your brain's power, maybe even the size of your brain. Yeah, that's still unconclusive. We're going to do some more tests. There'll be a major study on that one, but it really would be interesting. Let's get some money. Maybe our listeners would just donate money for us to do that study. Yeah, maybe so. We'll put a link up. Maybe not. So. The the point is that remember how you view the things that happen in your relationship that are negative matter. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's time to start recognizing that, hey, maybe this isn't a pervasive issue. Maybe this thing actually has a reason and an ending. And as you begin to change your thinking, well, guess what happens to your relationships? They mm-hmm. change. Yeah. They get better. How do you feel about the show now? It's great. You were being so negative today. <laughs> and on the show of hope and optimism. Hey, I just, I hope that we can do better. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't forget, everybody, we actually have hours and hours of our very best videos online on an amazing platform. All for you. Just go to smalleyinstitute.com where you can build a better relationship starting today with any of our powerful online courses. And hey, if you enjoy the show, Seth, what can the folks do? They can let us know and others by leaving a review. If you can go to uh, you know iTunes and just let people know and us what you think. And if you like it, that's awesome. If you don't, let us know because we'd like to make it better. And don't forget, there is a link on this podcast episode where you can actually submit your story because we'd love to hear your own stories of hope mm-hmm. and optimism and betrayal and overcoming and just, redemption. I mean, whatever it is, redemption. We love to hear it. So there's a link where you can actually share your story. And if we choose you, we'll call you yeah. and we'll have you on the show. And if you're anywhere near Houston, you can actually come in studio live. Yeah, which is way fun. Way more fun. Well, Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. Find out more online at smalleyinstitute.com 
or call us toll-free at 888-565-6462. Did you hear the news? Metro PCS is now Metro by T-Mobile. Now you get new plans with unlimited high-speed data all month long, all on the T-Mobile network. Check out the new Metro by T-Mobile today and discover the smarter way to get unlimited. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. During congestion, the fraction of customers using greater than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. And Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video streams at 4DP. Coverage not available in some areas. See store for details and terms and conditions. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply.